0: My dear friends, good morning. Happy Palm Sunday. Did everybody get a palm coming in? All right, you can also get one on the way out if you like. I'd like to welcome you this morning to Community Church, to C2, to our very special service where by the grace of God, all here are welcomed, all are affirmed, and all are loved. It is Palm Sunday today. We are going to be talking about starting our journey as a resurrection people and how important that is and what that means. It is also Communion Sunday today, so we're going to have an opportunity to break bread together, which is always a wonderful thing. Uh, Our video today, uh, a little bit later in the service, actually has to do with folks breaking bread together, uh, and I think it's in the spirit also of uh, Holy Week and Palm Sunday. So uh, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, But now, it is a beautiful day that the Lord has made for us today on this Palm Sunday. All who are able and willing, would you please rise? Let's get this Sunday started off with some praise, some rejoice. Let us be glad, and let us welcome God into our lives on this Palm Sunday and every day.
1: i hey. hey. To
0: It is you that we live for, Lord. Friends, will you please join me in a moment of prayer? Gracious and loving God, we thank you so much for the gift of being here together to start this Holy Week journey with our friends, our loved ones, and most importantly, with you. We ask, Lord, that you keep us hyper-focused and hypersensitive to our relationship with you this week and what that means and how we might draw nearer to you so that we may serve you and light the light of the world through you every day. Amen. Friends, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you to have a seat and settle in. We're gonna do things a little bit different today. Um, since it is Palm Sunday and music is such a very important part of our service here in our worship, uh, we have uh, some special music for you that we've picked in hopes that you can kind of have a little bit of time today to reflect on your relationship with God this week and always so that you can kind of breathe in the gifts and the special talents of some of these folks, but also be a little bit more reflective uh, through beautiful music so that you can uh, kind of get a really good start to this holy week. So settle back, hear this beautiful music, and let it bring you closer to God.
2: over me all of the dark.
0: Friends, the peace of Christ is all around this room right now. Let us take a moment to breathe it in, to harness it, and then to share it and pass it along as we greet each other and say hello and wish each other a happy Palm Sunday. May the peace of Christ be with you all. Good. Was that not lovely? Amen. Uh, it is Communion Sunday, so we have our kind of full extended bulletin today, and it does give a little more specific breakdown of everything that is happening uh, in the church and the life of this church. Uh, I, I sure hope you can all feel it lately, but there is an energy and a buzz and a, a feeling of people wanting to be back in community here, and it's it's really a beautiful thing. It's been a long time, but it's it's really starting to feel like... Um, the Lord is calling us to be back in a happy place in fellowship and in worship together. So uh, make sure you check out all the wonderful things that are going on. Uh, I will lift up that uh, next Sunday, Easter Sunday, uh, this service will be at 1030. So there will be an 830 chapel service, a 1030 service in the sanctuary, and a 1030 service here. Um, I'm not sure that 15 minutes is going to make a huge difference, but uh, everybody just decided that that would be a smart thing to do for Easter. So if you're here early, you'll hear some music. It's no problem, but it is, it is 10.30, our Earth Easter service next week. Uh, our Soul Cafe that is run by our youth um, in support of our mission trips is straight through those doors at the end of service. If you want something a little more than coffee, some treats... Some sweets, some little sandwiches, something like that. Please feel free to to go back and have some fellowship with our youth and each other at the end of the service today and our Soul Cafe, uh, straight back through those doors in commotion. So it is Palm Sunday. And as we get into our scripture, uh, we are continuing in the book of Matthew. uh, But we are kind of done with the parables. Uh, We are getting into, obviously, the beginning of of what is one of the most tragic, but also obviously one of the most special uh, parts of our uh, our faith story. And uh, our scripture today is pretty self-explanatory as as, uh, Jesus starts the journey of Holy Week, uh, being lifted up, uh, being celebrated, and then goes through uh, all the things that he goes through and needs to go through uh, to save all of us and to lift us up, and to bring us uh, into the kingdom of God. And, and I do invite you, as, as I do during Holy Week uh, each year, I, I kind of invite you all to take this week to really kind of do a relationship check with God. Um, not a test, but just kind of take a little extra time to think about uh, what your relationship with God looks like what you would like it to look more like, what this resurrection means to you, what it can mean to you. Uh, It's a really important time uh, that I think allows us uh, some some specific windows to really get closer to the spirit and to to rejuvenate and, and to rise up and to lift us up into a more special community and commune with God. So that is my hope for you all uh, this holy week, and let us hear the word of God. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, And he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
3: I didn't even have to show up today. They took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet Jesus and cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Please pray with me. Oh, holy God, creator of all that was, is, or ever shall be, draw our attention today towards this celebration of Jesus' earthly ministry now at hand. How easily we get distracted by other things and miss this parade. When our best hope of getting out of the mud and mire in which we find ourselves comes to town... Please count us among those who show up to cheer him on for all he did and for all he will yet do. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts in situ at home, here in house, during the week, whenever we are gathered, wherever we are scattered, we know and we believe that you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There is a prominent writer who says this about courage. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. We'll remember that today. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Good morning, church. It's Palm Sunday. Easter's coming. Welcome to the Palm Sunday Parade. Before this hour ends, this very hour, you will be encountered by Jesus face to face as he turns from the crowd to ask you this, what is it that you want me to do for you? What is it that you want me to do for you? Your response will be the point of courage where new life begins. I cherish a newspaper photo of my two young grandsons, Taryn and Trent, leaning out of the back windows of the family car toward the Olympic torch about to parade past them. They excitedly wave Olympic flags as the runners approach, eager to catch their first glimpse of the international torch that symbolizes the light of spirit, knowledge, and life. By passing the flame from one person to another in stages, that infamous torch relay prior to the start of every Olympic game expresses the handing down of this symbolic fire from generation to generation. I asked our daughter this week if those now grown boys remember that day. That's hard to say, she reflected. They were pretty young. Maybe they remember that day because we've told them about it over and over again, or maybe they just remember it because that that framed newspaper photo is on the wall that they have to pass by every day, or maybe they actually remember what it was like the day they were there. We remember just such a moment with Jesus as if we were there because we too have heard this story so many times. We remember when he arrived outside Jerusalem to this festival crowd. Children and dogs and extended relatives tumbled into the streets burgeoning with holiday travelers. We remember that the Passover preparations had already begun. Lambs about to be sacrificed for the feast were innocently munching on their last grain. We remember the intensifying murmur of the crowd. As a renowned teacher made his way into town, did you see Jesus, we hear? He's apparently traveling right behind us, we say. Let's stop and wait for him. Perhaps he'll have a message for us today of hope. Perhaps he'll stop and heal one of us by a touch. Many of us love a good parade, although I know there's those among you that close the door and shut the blinds when there's a parade because you just can't stand the crowds. But just a few weeks ago, a friend of mine and I ran all over Central Beach looking for the Clydesdale horses when they came to town. Anybody else go? We weren't disappointed, yet today we celebrate a different kind of parade, not the passing torch of Olympic athletes, not famous horses advertising beer as it turns out, not Christmas parade or the 4th of July. Today we sing Hosanna to the light and the life of the world. Thanks be to God. We remember Palm Sunday as if we were there because if we come to church ever, we've always come here now if we could at the beginning of Holy Week, eager to lay down our palms and sing our hosannas for the King. We hope Jesus will courageously lead us to a better world. We didn't know then how much courage would be required of us when it was our turn to first receive and then pass on that light of the world. Most of us miss the Palm Sunday Parade now. Christians around the world reenact Jesus' procession into town this morning in all kinds of elaborate ways. Volunteers write a colt depicting Jesus' kingship. In other countries, the streets are littered with flowers or elaborate artistic design. As crowds gather unknowingly to walk Jesus towards his final journey to the cross, We tend to prepare a little differently. We gas up the car. We pick up a deli chicken. We finish our taxes. You don't have much time left if you're not done. Yet we wonder, where is this Jesus now in this world that seems as scrambled as that of the Roman Empire? What hope is there yet that Christ will bring when the corruption and abuse of power that provoked Jesus to throw money changers out of the temple back then Still continues today. What route will the Jesus Parade take up now to turn this upside down earthly kingdom into the right side up realm of God? God knows we need a shift in direction. A whole bunch of folks are headed down the wrong road, the wrong way, a long time now. We wonder what, if anything, is going to turn things around. The news just yesterday speculated that if we don't get some rails around the potential abuse of artificial intelligence, this will be the beginning of the end of humankind. It used the word extinction. If we're curious about this, or we're discouraged about that, whatever the that may be, or hopeless about all manner of things, then maybe it's time to stop what we're doing and come to the Jesus parade. Oh, look, you did. Here you are. The last time we read this particular version of the gospel, there's also other versions in other one of the gospel writings. The last time we read it was Palm Sunday, April 5th, 2020. I preached then to a completely empty house just a couple of weeks after this building sequestered shut due to covid As church leaders, you remember, Steve, you were there as moderator at the time. We imagined we'd be worshiping online for two to four weeks. If we shut down entirely as a country, we imagined the virus would pass us by. And then we would return to business as usual along with the rest of the world. Without debating the merit of what we could have, should have done or didn't do, that's not what we're here for today, the virus did not pass us by. When the air finally cleared, we emerged blinking into a place unlike any place we'd ever been before to discover that that there was not then, nor will there ever be, a return to business as usual. It took courage to be the church then. It takes courage to be the church now. It takes courage always to be a Christian. These are perilous times. When the world gets chaotic and we face a, an uncertain future, some of us begin to overfunction. We kick into high gear. We try to solve impossible problems all by ourselves. We figure out solutions we think will make everything all right. Some of us even have a tendency in such a time as this to lay palms in the road where we think Jesus ought to walk and in the direction we think Jesus ought to be going. And maybe we even look back over our shoulder to see if Jesus is following us. Unless you have a different version of the Bible than I do, that's not how this story goes. You see, Jesus picked a couple of disciples and he sent them on ahead to prepare, renting the room for the Passover meal, procuring a donkey for his humble ride into Jerusalem. Though they were out there preparing ahead of him, they were following his lead, not their own The crowds along the side of the road laid down their cloaks and branches to prepare the parade route as if laying out the red carpet for a famous leader or a king, as was the custom of that time. Still others got the news a little late and no doubt chased after him, hoping to catch a glimpse of this now-famous healer who made blind men see, healed lepers, and fed the hungry all to proclaim that the kingdom of God was now at hand. What great news is that indeed. Those of us accustomed to commanding our own universe have always thought we knew so clearly where Jesus was headed that it isn't surprising that we've been out ahead of the crowd laying down palms for where we believe he's going or ought to. Only Jesus changed directions while we were busy making our own plans The course was not as straight as we might have imagined. We don't yet know where Jesus will take us in the future. But today's story leaves breadcrumbs for our courageous life ahead. The greatest British theologian C.S. Lewis wrote, Courage is the form of every virtue at its testing point, and Holy Week tests our courage. Four Palm Sundays ago on 60 Minutes, A military commander who led several tours in Afghanistan before the fall wrote about a new curriculum being used to teach soldiers how to be courageous in the line of duty. She talked about how the paradigm or model for teaching the military to be courageous has changed since World War II. At that time, we held up a model of John Wayne courage that leans in and powers through. And there was clearly a time for this kind of courage, and it built our nation in a particular way at a distinct time in our history. Yet, as the book of Ecclesiastes says, for everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And now is the time to practice another kind of courage altogether. What seems a new model of courage, as it turns out, has been there all along. Courage is Jesus riding a humble donkey or colt into Jerusalem instead of a tank. Jesus is knowing there were people there who wanted to kill him, but going anyway. Courage is a woman giving birth who experiences suffering that she hopes but has no guarantee will lead to life. Courage is the speaker we had here last Sunday morning. If you don't know who it is, you can ask someone. We're not able to name her for her safety, who educates with single-minded devotion an eager group of future leaders of the world under the most adverse possible circumstances. When Jesus entered Jerusalem that day, with courage and single-minded devotion, He chased the money changers, extorting the poor with a pay-to-play required temple tax out of the temple. They were doing that to line their own pockets as leaders. Without counting the cost, Jesus turned over the chairs of those who price-gouged the poor at 20 times what it cost for a required temple sacrifice, accusing them of desecrating the holy, of creating a den of thieves. Once the temple cleared, those in need of healing came to him. And sight of the religious leaders, Jesus healed them. Once the temple cleared, he asked them, what is it you want me to do for you? And he made them well. And then children shouted out, Hosanna to the son of David, essentially recognizing Hosanna, the long-expected king. Out of the mouths of babes, the scripture says. You see, the courage Jesus requires of us today is not to orchestrate the parade. Disciples have already gone on ahead and accomplished that goal. It's not up to us to plan the security or to lead the parade route from in front. God's upside-down kingdom starts now when we follow Jesus from behind all the way to Jerusalem. We follow him into the temple where he clears holy ground of all distraction. Wouldn't that be good news? The crowds clamor with worldly concerns behind us. They're not going away. And the authorities plot trouble in front of us out there. They're not going away either. Yet Jesus stands right before us and asks us the courageous question that requires our or invites our courageous response. What do you want me to do for you? You see, before the Last Supper, and before the arrest, and before the execution, and the funeral, and the empty tomb, and what happens beyond, our story actually begins here in the temple with Jesus. Today he already risks his life entering a den of thieves in order to clear out the emergency room so that you and I can be made well and live. What do you want most for Jesus to do for you today? Not everyone Jesus asked was willing to answer this question. It takes courage to ask for what you want and need. The rich young ruler went away sadly because what he needed most from Jesus he was unwilling to receive and then unwilling to share. The man who sat begging his whole life by the sheep gate pool almost remained stuck there, paralyzed making excuses when Jesus asked him if he wanted to be healed until Jesus said, come on, take up your pallet and walk. It takes great courage to trust that Jesus can and will grant you whatever you need in order to be made well and enjoy this full and abundant life. And Jesus came through on a colt to offer it to you today do you have the courage to receive it? The healings that took place that day in the temple outraged the authorities who witnessed it. Jesus' courageous final act embodied the love he taught us as a way of life, just in case anybody missed the memo. Love one another, heal one another, care for one another, but first let me love you. No expensive animal sacrifice at any price could substitute for Jesus' costly acts of grace. This costly grace Jesus offers to each of us now. Jesus didn't turn over the temples or cleanse the temple for nothing. He didn't turn over the tables. As much as Jesus enjoyed laughter and a good meal with friends, he courageously loved on people even when it was unpopular, even when it was illegal as it was when he healed on the Sabbath. Even at the end, he loved people to his death. Jesus heals us and every broken corner of our concern so that we can then pass on the light of life forward to the next set of eager and waiting hands. We won't know, none of us will know until looking back when it is in this life that we've been brave. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. So just for today, pick up your cloak of courage and follow Jesus wherever your future may lead. May it be so. Blessed Palm Sunday. Amen.
4: People of God, friends of Jesus, today we have joined a parade that's been underway for weeks, for years, for generations. On this Palm Sunday, we too shout, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The crowds grew as Jesus taught near the temple, as did the resistance against him. For Jesus, it ends in Jerusalem on a cross. Throughout his ministry, Jesus was always the guest. In the homes of Peter and Zacchaeus, Mary and Martha, he was always the guest. Upsetting polite company, befriending isolated people, welcoming the stranger, he was always the guest. But here, at this table, he is the host. Those who wish to serve him must first be served by him. Those who want to follow him must first be led by him. Those who would wash his feet must first let him make them clean. For this is the table where God intends us to be nourished. This is the time when Christ can make us new. So come. You who hunger and thirst for a deeper faith, for a better life, for a fairer world. Jesus Christ, who has sat at our tables, now invites us to be guests at his. So we gather for a meal, bread and wine, spirit and word, grace and hope we gathered a call to mind the night that the first disciples gathered with Jesus in an upper room in Jerusalem on the night that he would be betrayed. And when dinner was over, Jesus offered one more course. He took the bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, "'Eat this tonight. Eat this whenever whenever you gather.'" Eat this and be a part of me and know that I am a part of you. This is my body given for you. Eat this and remember me. Then he took the cup and blessed it and passed it around saying, drink this. This is what promise tastes like. When you gather, gather with me and know that I am with you. This is the new covenant in my love. Drink this and remember me. And so we do. We eat and drink as a way of rejoining a parade that mocks power, a parade that leads through death to life. Will you pray with me? God of life and God of death, You have gathered us again at this feast, the feast of redemption. Bless this food, this bread and cup, that we who share it may be filled with your spirit, inspired to leave behind our ways and to seek your way alone. Make us again your people and guide our work on behalf of your beloved creation. In your name we offer these gifts. In your name we pray. Amen. Here at Community Church, we celebrate an open communion table. We believe that there is nothing you have done or said, nowhere that you have ever been, that can separate you from the love of Christ. You are welcome here. You don't have to have all the answers or have everything figured out in your life. You are welcomed here. Whether you belong to this church or another church or no church at all, Christ welcomes all who long to participate in his life, death, and resurrection. You are welcome here. We invite you to come forward using the two center aisles and go back to your seat using these outside aisles. You're going to take both the bread and the cup with you when you come. But, but hold these when you get back to your seat because we will have this meal together. If you cannot come forward, someone will come to you and serve you. Come, for all things are ready.
1: I will feast at the table, Lord. you. Okay. Oh
4: Jesus, whom the universe could not contain, is present to us in this bread, the body of Christ. Let us eat together. Jesus, who redeemed us and called us by name, now meets us in this cup. This is the cup of blessing. Let us drink together. Will you pray with me? O most holy one, in gratitude, in deep gratitude for this moment, this meal, these people, we are grateful. God, we give ourselves to you. We give you thanks for the blessing of our communion with you. May you guide us in faithfulness as we move through Holy Week. From the upper room to the empty tomb, we seek to be where you are. Take us out to live as changed people because we have shared the living bread and cannot remain the same. Ask much of us. Expect much from us, enable much by us, encourage many through us, so that we may live to your glory, both as inhabitants of earth and citizens of heaven. Be with those this day who long for wholeness and healing, those in need of hope and comfort, those whose lives need direction and discernment. Grant them your grace and peace in the days ahead. We pray this in the name of the Blessed One who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors.
1: Nothing you can sing that can't be sung Nothing you can say but you can learn how to play the game It's easy Nothing you can make that can't be made Nothing you can say that can't be saved Nothing you can do but you can learn how to ruin time It's easy There no. Nothing you can see that isn't shown.
4: and sisters love is all you need the bible tells us to love god with all our hearts with all our souls with all our mind with all our strength and to love one another love is all we need as you go from this place go knowing that by the providence of god you were born and by god's grace you are kept all the day long And by God's love for you, revealed through Jesus Christ, you are redeemed. Go in peace. Amen.